0: There's you know one of those great big massive chalkboard um, you know trailers with you know what's coming up, and I love driving past it every day and seeing who's the crappiest name <laughs> tribute band. So there's it's a toss up at the moment between Kiss Destroyer, which is your Kiss tribute band, and Gold Chisel. Gold um, Chisel. <laughs> we play Chisel, but only the ones everyone knows. Thanks to Cryer Malt and Sunshine Coast Craft Beer Tours. This is Good Brews Week. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum, on location in the beautiful Sunshine Coast. And joining me right next to me on the sofa is none other than Matt Kirkagall. G'day, Matt. Well, this is a little bit intimate, isn't
1: it? We're sort of uh, side by side on the, uh, on there the, the couch. Right. There, there we go. Let's put a couple of, a couple of cushions in between <laughs> just so in no, case. No, no it's an armrest. Just an armrest. Not that, they're, they're, not not that, that there's, there's anything, anything wrong with that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's nice to have you um, up here. We're sort of looking out over the uh, wonderful
0: Malulabar Beach. It's absolutely look as I say not the not the best day cyclone is, off the coast and all exactly so I'm prepared to make a couple of allowances for um, you know beautiful one day yeah, a little bit the next, the next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as long as I um, in an hour or so um, at the airport and my plane actually takes off and I get back to Melbourne all will be well with the world but between then and uh, yesterday morning we've been out and about a bit we spoke. In previous podcasts, uh, lots of previous podcasts about you know we must we must we must get out and do a tour. Um, so Josh Donahoe from Sunshine Coast Craft Beer Tours very kindly offered to to put a bit of an itinerary for us together. And also sparked that, by the, the, the hottest one hundred,
1: which we won't go into again. But yep. you know a couple of breweries featuring um, quite strongly in the Sunshine Coast um, and new entrants as well. Which new entrants. Yeah. We had this week. We had uh, heads of Noosa, you know, their official launch, and the um, last night we had the Your Mate's official launch. Um, So it just seemed like the perfect opportunity. The planets aligned, get you up, and uh, we had a very busy day. Even if I was just your plus one, (laughs) I I still felt important.
0: (laughs) But we had a very busy day yesterday. You know, sort of doing thanks to Josh. um, And Uh, and 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 cannot thank Josh enough. It's, It's fair to say we we shoehorned a fair bit into a very small. Time window, but got to visit. Uh, look, for me it was really important because um, you and I, uh, as our families, have, have both independently, you know, chosen this as as one of our go to uh, holiday nice destinations. Yeah, but it, particularly, you know, 15 years ago or whenever it was when I first came here, it was probably longer than that. Um, but maybe 20 years. You certainly you you could get a bucket of corona. For 25 bucks or whatever at, at the local or there was you know the standard offerings at the surf club and that sort of thing
1: mate th- this was five years ago you were there, there was the sunshine coast brewery um which i think gave scotty oh, did, of course yeah we holiday sp- together gave scotty hargraves um his start commercially yep. brewing i think it was his first and his first trophy as well and his first trophy Jimmy um but it, it it was and, and in fact Bruce news has quite as i think i mentioned in one of the uh interviews we recorded yesterday has a very strong uh, spiritual link uh, link to, to the Sunshine Coast 200 meters up the road uh, Australia Day I think 2011 um, I hit send while I was sitting in my uh, it, might, it might have actually been my DT's not <laughs> underpants but uh um, very <laughs> what, early morning what are DT's budgie smugglers
0: Oh, okay, right. So that's, that's what they call one A banana hammock. Banana
1: But anyway, um, and so, yeah, so, but it's, it's a great place. Really exciting to come up, but it's only in the, the last two or three years really exploded. And the Hottest 100 really um, saw, gave, you know, sort of gave voice to that or, you know. Shone a spotlight on, on, the a spotlight on
0: just how many how many breweries there are. So we, we hit the ground running and um, had a great time starting off, uh, starting off down at Yamundi Brewery where we caught up with Alan and Chris. 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 Um, and that's, it's a great little venue there, um, it's a really nice, what do they call it, it's a a partnership. Partnership. So, so the, they the don't Imperial own the hotel. hotel. No. They... lease space to... Lease space to with give it,
1: it a yeah. Which is the same as the Banjo-Patterson Inn for Kosciuszko. Yeah, Kosciuszko. Yeah. 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 So um, a similar kind world. of... And, yep. and
0: again, inspired by, by Chuck Hahn, uh, he was the one who sort of kick-started it and, and got it going. And there's, it was great, look, I love having a beer with Chris because uh, I, I value his knowledge base, and I always learned something about the brewing process or, um, you know, marketing or that sort of thing. But, uh, and, and he always, you know, having a beer with him and we had there a beer that was infused with ginger rather than a, a beer. that beer. we
1: both would have wanted to hate normally. Like if someone said, oh, do oh, you I want d- to have a ginger low beer? expectations, it's yeah. fair to say, coming in. But would you have seen that on tap and gone, I don't like ginger beer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, you know, I'll look, oh, look I'll, I'll actually try something else, which again, always good to check your perceptions. Yep. Um, so it was delivered to us Orindous in of a beautiful
0: leafy green beer garden at yep. the back of the imperial hotel right next to the brewery and it was muggy it was warm and it was the perfect beer yep love
1: very subtle ginger like beautifully balanced ginger it was there but not there. Not
0: overpowering. Oh. Uh, yeah. So from there we went to boiling pot. Should we Yet go? Should we
1: go through the whole? Because it was a pretty long. Well, it was a long day. And, 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 it, well, let's let's. Uh, well, we've got a whole lot of conversations in the can. That's it. Um, that we'll we'll, we'll go drip out. Feed over. I might actually put, and I'm thinking on the feet here. Um, I might actually put Josh's out as a bonus. Josh from. Um, Sunshine, Sunshine Coast, Coast craft Brew beer tours. tours yep. Because we will be running at them out over the next year. I think we've got six interviews. We probably won't run them back to back because there could be some topical ones coming up.
0: And that's one. That's one for for the uh, radio Bruce news uh, aficionados out there. This will be a collector's <laughs> item. This this particular bonus content because we've done we've done live before, but we've never done live on the road. Taxi cab, right. confessions. taxi cab confessions. <laughs> so, um, let's just say, folks, that around the five beer mark, it starts getting a little saucy. Well, no, just, um, no. we just
1: we were Josh was driving, and we were uh, interviewing him while we were between breweries. Um, but I might put that out as a bonus, just to set the scene. Yeah. To talk a little bit about the Sunshine Coast, and then we'll do the breweries over the next, uh, you know, the, the five, yeah. or six weeks. So Josh will give you a bit of a teaser or about or so. all the different
0: breweries, and then then you'll be able to uh, listen to our chats. All of them wide ranging, um, really interesting. All very different, uh, and it's it's great to see it's there's not a a cookie cutter approach to Sunshine Coast brewing. It's it We, wasn't we that had a different up. beers. Yeah. We had different ranges of beers. We had different attitudes to to different
1: scales, different sizes. Yeah, everything. And different went,
0: hospitality um, offerings and all sorts of. It was uh, very very interesting. Mm. Uh, not a lot of. Um, news to catch up on this week, Matt, but we shall get into, uh, we're going to have a look at some local beers that are truly local. And then we'll have a quick uh, recap on Endeavour tap rooms and, and how they're tracking now that their uh, crowdfunding has expired. So let's start off uh, local beers.
1: Nice little story that Megan published yesterday um, while we were, while we were.
0: Uh, gallivanting about. Gallivanting about.
1: Um, thank you, Megan, for holding the fort. Um, beers of origin. In, in the last week, um, we've recently seen um,
0: a, a couple of hyper-local beers or you know, very local beers yep. released. Um, and specifically with claims to being the first of their kind. And, and we, we discussed... First uh, is always hard. Yeah. Um, we discussed be- that Furphy had claimed that it was the first beer that used all Victorian ingredients i
1: think well and, it, and it, there, there is a bit of a trend that we don't mention in this article but so furphy made a big thing of local ingredients using victorian but it was a beer that was originally brewed for around the geelong area so that was a big selling point and then of course that me too Hang beer on, everyone frothy, wants it. <laughs> um that you know i was in queensland the other day and it's got very boldly local malt local hops really did they grow hops in queensland so, so what does local mean these days? Does local mean, you know, sort of from the earth? You know, from planet earth? Yeah, well then look, I guess we are local. Um, you know, there, there's a little bit of that um, about it and it's a little bit that we've talked about baristas. 20 years ago when restaurants had a drip filter coffee machine um, and it was perfectly acceptable, suddenly you had the trained guy with the uh, espresso machine and you used to say the man barista man. made coffee. Yeah, and yep. the man barista made coffee these days when some 16 year old has spent an hour learning how to push buttons at mcdonald's and they're billing Bristol made coffee not so much
0: um, a selling point and craft beer has gone that way a little bit wasn't homer simpson in one of the episodes you've, you've used that word so often it's lost all its meaning <laughs> <laughs> so, and um
1: but so local is is a bit of a thing that we're already seeing a little bit debauched um through inappropriate use but these are beers um and first is always the wrong word to use because I'm pretty sure that Will Tatchell, um, you know, or there's a couple of Tasmanian breweries where He's certainly
0: done an estate beer. beer, estate malt, and that's where all yeah ingredients were grown on, on the, the farm. And you can't get much more local than that. No, that's true. Than your backyard. So, but that's local for Tasmania.
1: Local for Tasma, yeah. Let's yeah. look
0: at the first local for the, Victoria, which is where first, first becomes a bit of a rabbit, <laughs> rabbit
1: hole that you can disappear down. Um, but we do have two beers. One is from Bad Shepherds, new VPA, brewed using the Victorian grown barley malted at Barrett Persons Maltings in Geelong, um, HPA hops from its Ross Trevor Farm, and a hundred year old yeast called Melbourne Number One. And we've spoken to Peter Simons, the um, uh, uh, what was his book? Hutton, uh,
0: Brew Bronze Bronze Brews. Bronze I'm um,
1: looking at the you know recipes you know um, one of those great historians
0: who has done you know painstaking. That, or something uh, well he's Bure, just done painstaking research Yeah, but those. like yeah, uh, collecting um, like uh, brewery ephemera and ephemera. Um, uh, brewing sheets, sheets and, and all of that to, to get their recipes yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, ingredients, fantastic. Uh,
1: and buy the book. I mean, just even if you don't read it, just to support this sort of research, um, and, it, and it's a great reference to have. Mm. Um, so, Bad Shepherd, Derek uh, and Dee Dee down there have created a beer um, that's very local, um, and so that was quite interesting. Then also Croft Brewing um, or Archer Brewing, sorry, Gavin Croft, um, who is a brewer at Archer Brewing. Um, has made a local beer in Queensland, which is arguably... Now, you,
0: yeah. Rewind
1: mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. of Just minutes. Fruity. to say, <laughs> I didn't know you could grow hops in Queensland?
0: Can you grow hops in Queensland? Well, you
1: can grow hops in Queensland in that you will get a plant up out of the ground and yeah. it will have flowers and eventually the fruit, which is the hop. Mm-hmm. So hops aren't... Yeah. A, um, but whether you can grow them commercially, you know, agronomic, uh, agronomically okay, yeah, successful, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can... You know
0: because remember you and I uh, were lucky enough to oh did we tour together? I oh, know Chris McNamara and James Smith and I um, caught up with OJ and and Tim Lord uh, and did a hop a hop um, garden yep tour. and I remember one of the things that really stuck with me was uh, the length of sunlight but but it was like the cold ends. it was a cold bookend so it was like the cool morning, then the what? eight hours of sunlight and then the cool. It, evening, once the sun sets, and that was what was, I guess, important for. It's because it's, but it's
1: very much around the sunlight because they grow based on the length of the day, day and I think yeah. they actually read, you know, almost throw over the top of the string, you know, as the longest day yeah. passes, and and, yep. they, and that triggers them starting to flower. Or um, without looking at mine,
0: so obviously up here, I I don't doubt that you guys length. can get the a lot of sunlight mm. during the day. Um, Personally, uh, 4.03, I think, this morning. The sun might <laughs> have poked <laughs> through my uh, non-blockout curtains. And thank you very much. And look, it's lovely. we are staying here at the Mantra. Uh, oh, don't don't give them... Well, they're never paying. I, they may, though. You never know. I'm, well, well, I'm just saying, things. for people who... who so, you know, I, sorry, I would our, love our, to do the prof experience. Our,
1: our sponsors, uh, our, our, our um, supporters are paying for this because exactly. they're the ones who give us the money to sort of... actually.
0: That's <laughs> it. And we've <laughs> chosen wisely. We've got a really good rate and we've, we're sharing. And we're... Now, Matt... Uh, not the same room dear listeners I must say no not the same room uh, Matt gave me the front room with 180 degree views of the Pacific um, but with no block out curtains <laughs> uh nautical sunrise was it yeah just before 4 were you trying top, to go hops in your room this morning let, let, let's get back i on could it. have <laughs> so okay so length of day i don't i don't argue with the the amount of sunlight that um that they could get but yeah i would have thought that the the, hotter it's the, length human... at the right
1: time and that's yeah. why you know when you sort of read about the bands of latitude that hops grow in it's very much around um to the light so yeah And and when you speak to commercial hop growers, um, they sort of say, you know, you you can grow them. And a lot of home brewers have been making their own hops and they've been talking about growing their own hops in in Queensland to have their own little, you know, estate brewers. Yep. But whether you can grow them commercially. And that's where, look, I'll just pick up. So the struggle that um, Archer had was that they had planned to source barley from Gavin Croft's cousin's Goldburn farm and hops from a Stan, Stanthorpe grower. And I met with the Stanthorpe grower earlier in the year. So Stanthorpe is Queensland's wine I know
0: Stanthorpe, but isn't Goulburn in New South Wales?
1: Goulburn is in New South Wales, but that's still...
0: How far away is Goulburn? Well, Goulburn's... It's in New North, South Wales. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, they're even more local now. Um,
0: <laughs> but where's Archer? Archer's
1: Queensland. But we'll, we'll see. But the, 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 the there was harsh weather conditions. And that's one of the challenges with um, if you want us to say I'm only drinking local, then if you have a bad season, yeah, you, you have don't no drink beer. There, um,
0: exactly. Your feb, enjoy your
1: Feb fast. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy your year fast. Um, because there's no barley for that product, and same with um, you know hops. And whilst we all love the feeling of celebrating something small and local and boutique, there is no safety net. You know, you get mm. if if you if you align to only one apple orchard. Um, Hailstorm comes through, destroys you don't, you the don't crop. Get no cider. You get no yep. cider that year, or you get no apples, and that's one of the reasons. When people say food miles and things like that, yes, as a ideal, it's a yep. great thing to sort of shop a, as local as you concept. can. Yep. But one of the reasons that we have concentrated farming sectors, or you know, we sort of, is because some areas are better than producing in others, and it also yep. diffuses the risk.
0: Um, and you can also, you can protect against pests and all that sort of thing. You exactly. Cooperative farming, yep. all those sorts of great things. Yep. And then the free market allows that stuff to go to where they can't grow it. Yep. yep. Of course. You know, and so then, support your local entrepreneur rather than having to drink hyper-local. But
1: as with anything, you know, there's a little bit of, um, shall we say, insidious creep um, with, with with these ideas. You know, where? Checking, how do you spell that? Where, insidious. You know, once you start so saying, well, well, we'll sort of cast a little bit wider or, you know, we won't... Um, Suddenly, you start getting oranges available 12 years, about 12 months of the year because you're flying them in from Spain and South America and Valencia. <laughs> exactly, so you know, and peaches. Like when I was a kid, and you only had peaches. Uh, one Spanish of the treats of Christmas was uh, <laughs> one of the treats of Christmas, where you had your stone fruits um, over
0: Christmas. Only time I ever had cherries and strawberries in and our strawberries, house. Yeah, these yeah.
1: days strawberries are available um, and Australian grown. Ten months a year, they're not very good strawberries. Um, but yeah, so so there is this this whole notion. But anyway, really really exciting thing. But it was interesting that you had this hop grower um, in Queensland who, you know, he's only one. Now, or two when you years say in. a hop grower, what he's got a like the hilltop hops in Queensland where they've got a block that they have a couple of engineers decided to have a crack. Mm. Um, if I was a brewer, it's nice to have a nice little beer like this. Um, um, but I wouldn't be bank betting the brewery on having a local. Because Queensland chain of supply. You, yeah. You've only got two suppliers. One of them wasn't able to supply the the, the promised hops. The other one has one block. Um, you know, if you get um, if you're growing them out of their recognised region, they're possibly more likely, um, yeah, more um, All susceptible, susceptible to, to, disease, to disease and yes, pests or both sort of things. And yep. if you get it in suddenly you're, you're gone. So um, anyway, but look, really love the concept. See really those beers out. So
0: Bad shepherd, VPA, VPA Victoria Polo, and, uh, and Archer Archer's um, Q- QPA. Yeah.
1: But I, I really worry, look, and I just want to preface that conversation by saying we're not shit-canning the idea, but when you get a media release, you've got a brewery sending it out saying, hey, we're really proud of this beer. We've made this beer. Here's the philosophy behind it. Um, and you, you buy into the philosophy. But at the same time, w- sometimes I worry that we sound like we're shit canning or sort of you know, having a go at it, when it's not. We're just sort of saying, well, here's the philosophy. But there's a reason why sometimes things have evolved. And uh, you know, mm. we, we've, we've talked recently about big yep. beer, and you know, w- one of the things that made craft beer exciting was it was different to the, the lagers that went before. But there's a mindset you know people like to sort of tee off at you know yellow liquid and you know industrial beer and things like that and they forget that it wasn't the bastardry of big brewers that killed all of these other um beers it no, was not in isolation well not in isolation um, you know that you can grow to become a bastard or so you can become more ruthless th- than others but people wanted the beers that they were making they were better at making it and their businesses were more effective at scaling to have the the But ultimately people wanted those beers and they became sure they could be they become the tallest tree that shows out. Anyway
0: discussing the, the idea behind the story, not just the story. We're not yep. having a go at anybody. Uh, but look, uh, knowing both guys personally, both Gavin Croft and um, Derek Hales, you couldn't get two nicer blokes. So if you want to really support two of the really nice blokes in the industry, get out and buy their Check ears. Check it
1: out and you can read more about it on uh, Brews News. That's Thanks it. to Megan.
0: Another good bloke who's uh, done some very fine work over the last few years as the chair of the um, Independent Brewers Association, Ben Coyman. Yep. Uh, Endeavour Tap Rooms have just announced that they hit their target. Well, they hit 183% of the target. Now,
1: when I read that, I thought, oh gee, because they were asking for two million dollars. I thought, gee, they've really. When you look at it, I think it made 500,000. Um, they were aiming for 300,000, and you know they've got a lower and a minimum end. Yep. um okay. So I don't know the, how these crowdfunding. Yeah, well, you can still say, well, we want a, we want a maximum of two million. I think if if they raise two million, they're going to build a new production brewery and all of this, and they had the plans in the. If they make $300,000, it'll give them you know, ability to upgrade sort of up- upgrade order. their marketing yep. and yep. You
0: know, those sorts of things. And it was a minimum, for as little as a hundred bucks? 50 bucks, I think. 50, was it? And
1: full disclosure, um, I took the minimum order, mm-hmm. um, just
0: again, it's just to be support involved.
1: Support the industry? Well, support the industry and also that way you sort of get, you know... You, you can sit on the outside and talk about these things without actually being a participant. And I think if you're a participant- Are you
0: suggesting you've got skin in the game now, Matt?
1: I have got skin in the game now, Pete. Oh, if I did <laughs> do before, You do tell your
0: mates, oh, yeah, I'm part owner in a brewery. I'm part <laughs> owner. And uh, actually- What do you, what do you actually own? About four bottle caps and a couple of labels? own a
1: couple of shares in uh, gauge roads. Um, again, just to sort of, because you're buying, what's the yeah. process? Yeah, um, I'm gonna buy some uh, uh, <laughs> shares in Brooklyn. <brew. laughs> no,
0: I was gonna say.
1: <laughs> Bargain at Spank. the moment. I could have doubled my money. If it this wasn't week. for that trading, that hope. wasn't on the show. That wasn't on the show notes. But uh, good old Brew. Oh, good the old gift brew. that keeps on giving. They, they went from three cents, two point seven cents to seven point one cents. If, if we you, ever,
0: if we ever open a Bruce News office, we would have. We'll have to have a Kent Grogan wing. I reckon. <laughs> So, so much has the... Uh, as well, I couldn't, I
1: couldn't let James Atkinson be... The, shout out to James Atkinson. Couldn't be the only one
0: to be reporting on the Bruce stories. But I did notice that you uh, you had a little bit of a take with James uh, on Facebook. Well, James posted
1: about the... Um, the uh, change of auditors. Uh, change of auditors, which... Yeah, I, I wasn't sure whether I'd sort of make a story... Because we do it a lot of it
0: wasn't it? It was just, you know, we want somebody who's going to say nicer things about our...
1: Well, according to the official story is their auditors easy. were too expensive, but maybe good auditors. <laughs> There's <That laughs> okay.
0: possibly a reason, what's that old, exp- something about you get what you pay, oh, I can't remember well, how it you goes. You can have
1: cheap, you can have fast, or you can have quality, you can have can't two of the three.
0: Can't have them all, exactly. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so look, good luck, good luck to Endeavour, and yes. uh, good luck to Matt uh, with well, him, yeah, so they building his personal we, we, investment we, empire. We, we,
1: well, we did, we, we, uh, yeah.
0: You, you want to diversify, don't put all your eggs into in brewing. In <laughs>
1: Maybe I'll put some uh, money into yeah. Anyway, in hop farms, yeah, Queensland hop farms.
0: Queensland hop farm.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, oh yeah, there's a bridge in Sydney for sale as well. <laughs> if you're interested.
1: Um, but yeah, no. So re- really exciting to see how Endeavour takes that money and uses it, um, and given that they won't be building their production brewery, whether they'll put into opening a second um, Endeavour taproom. Taproom, yeah. We'll, we'll see. So very exciting. Oh, I did Congratulations. See
0: too, uh, Did I not? Um, somebody quite well known who was um, in in Sydney town and was having a beer at the front of the visit of the tap rooms. Cut a prize in. to any of our listeners who can name who that person was. Well, I'm sure you had a lot of well-known people someone uh, the uh, Well, no, it was someone like well-famous. Like, well it, okay. it, it was on their Facebook page. Okay. Megan um,
1: Sally, our wonderful Megan Sally, our uh, journo. Time, um, has time asked,
0: listener, first time what?
1: caller. Well, she's listened since she's been working for us. And uh, every, every now and then. And she uh,
0: sent in a question.
1: Mate, every now and then she sends me a little message saying that she's face palming to something that you've said. <laughs> um, to you or to me? Well, to me. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm not sure whether she's doing the same <laughs> thing to you, playing the ends <laughs> off against the middle. But um, so, sorry, Megan, was that something that you didn't want shared? Um,
0: Too late now. Anyway, so she uh, in, joke, she's asked
1: me. us to post a question for a, a bit of research. Okay. Um, have you noticed any changes in the number or prevalence of poker machines in in pubs in your area? If so, do you think craft beer has had anything to do with the change? I think what she's getting at, is there a correlation between venues with a lot of pokies mm-hmm. having a little bit of craft beer, um, and then if they start putting craft beer on, you start seeing the pokies edge out, or are we seeing pubs that are changing
0: their makeup and getting rid of pokies? Yeah, um, I don't know what it's like up here in Queensland or in New South Wales for that matter, I know in Melbourne there are a limited number of poker machines, and they can they can move Queensland around. Queensland
1: has I, ridiculous amounts of pokies, yeah. and but look, I don't,
0: I don't think any of them end up in the tip. So if you decide I'm not going to have pokies anymore, somebody else takes them else on. There's also licences, yeah.
1: So I don't I think the pokie machines themselves might end up in the tip, but the licences um, and the government is the biggest pokie addict in 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 the state. Um, well, it looks like, like
0: fag tax, is not it?
1: It, yeah, it is. And look, I've got no fundamental problem with pokies. Like you, if you want to gamble, you just get used um, to having it in your budget. and you want to do it. But it's 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 one of those things that it it's just a slippery slope. And you know the the club, the pubs and clubs said you know 20, 30 years ago, we need to have pokies, otherwise we're going to die. And you know, you hear people sort of saying, oh, yeah, pokies saved the club industry, you know, or the, the pub industry. And my argument is it's actually killed the pub industry because you're left with these shells of businesses, huge businesses that have been funded by pokies, um, And places, like you see pubs that advertise, you know, guaranteed 4 a.m. close. They've got a late license. They're not staying open to serve pub meals, to have, you know, the, the guy in the corner is playing the Eagles' greatest hits, serve craft beer. They're staying open and guaranteeing to stay open to four. So that one sad person
0: could be a happy person. Who'll sit
1: there just losing Yeah, money. just churning the pension um, through. And that, if, if you reckon that's a saviour sure, the, the club's door might be open. But what is it offering to the community? And I'm, like, I'm a real believer in craft breweries. A lot of the craft breweries that are really succeeding as local parts of their community aren't, it's not just about the fact that people love and craft beer. The venue that they offer is something that people actually want to go. It's a place that people want to go to drink, yep. um, and it's a night you've got your dog, you've got your and kids to engage
0: there. That's where it's changing because I think yeah, when the when pokies were were sort of first came into Victoria, you didn't drink at home a lot. You went out to the pub. Yep to drink and you're caught up with your mates and what have you if the pokies happen to be there it might mean instead of staying for two hours for a couple of beers and a chat and a maybe a counter meal you stay for four hours and, and churn 20 bucks through yeah. the machines I think now we're less likely to go to the pub unless there's either you know a trivia night an occasion I'm in the pool comp or the darts club the or it's the footy club meets up there for um, you know announcing teams or whatever and then the the pokies are there I, I, I don't I, I think our our drinking habits have changed along with that. In Melbourne particularly, I don't, like, where you see good craft, um, if you like, um, accumulation of venues, it's probably not really where the where the pokies are designed to be, because I think, certainly in Melbourne, you tend to have lots of pokies in a big, expansive, yep. and it's got the bistro, it's got the family bistro, yep. it's got the children's playground, it's got a drive-through bottle or a Dan Murphy's attached to it.
1: Whereas anywhere that's got pokies maybe in Queensland, Queensland is basically that sort of, because like, hotel, and there, there's a lot, else playing into it. You know, the Queensland hotel licensing system and everything is it's you know, has killed hotels as being the local because up, they've yeah. had to grow so big to fund the costs of being a hotel and the pokies help doing that. But in return you've just got something that is you're working out how to get people in to play the pokies, which is almost the antithesis of getting people yeah. in to be yep. the hub of the local community yep. where people say so you want people staring at a screen pressing buttons like drunken rats. Um, not
0: being socializing. So anyway, so let, let me hear from our listeners. Um, yes. to answer Megan's question for her, particularly for those in maybe in South Australia, or listeners in Western Australia or, or New South Wales who can shed a bit of light on how, yeah, yeah, ha, ha, are the pokies... Is your of, local RSL putting on a couple of taps of craft and beer? And maybe adding some craft beer to the mix and bringing in a new... And changing the demographic and those yeah. sorts of things.
1: Actually, a couple of years ago, the Southport RSL, which is one of the big pokie dens... I have dens, been there with you. Yeah, and they were looking at getting into craft beer because the, the manager was a craft beer... Um, guy and they were putting it on and they were trying to support it but again if you're a if you're a 25 year old looking for craft beer you don't go to the pokies you, you don't because you don't yeah you don't go the, to the
0: RSL or the, the club and it signals because everything yeah, yeah. about
1: it you've got your ABBA revival band Your sort of don't Knock, you know, Bjorn again or No, Baba. No, 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 no. But, you know, th- th- those big venues, they've got your knockoff um, tribute band, then they've got some dodgy magician. Yeah. Oh, sorry, they're not, not dodgy magician. Then you've got some magician no. who's sort of doing the, the, the circuit. Um, and that's not exactly the sort of entertainment that gets in your 25-year-old... Person who wants to sample a and just of on, I love the way
0: that they're all so imaginatively named. Like the there's, there's a, the local the big the burvale the burve which is you know it's it, it's one of the it's the iconic. It's you look up the definition of beer barn. It's got a picture of the burve, <laughs> um, but there's you know one of those great big massive chalkboard um, you know trailers with you know what's coming up, and I love driving past it every day and seeing who's the crappiest named <laughs> tribute band. So there's it's a toss up at the moment between Kiss and is your Kiss tribute band and Gold Chisel Gold (laughs) Chisel we play Chisel but only the ones everyone knows so send send us in oh yeah we'll get to that in letters as well so along with um, send us in your funny um, toilet door markers also send us in your your best tribute band names which yeah so if you can answer Megan's question that would be great so mailbag we've got a review on but first a review
1: yeah, we've got a review on iTunes. Now, it's Tim. Again, he was another one who went this long series of numbers, obviously the random series oh, of numbers. To, yeah. trying to, but he said, cheers, Tim. So, Tim, if you can shoot us an email at producer at brewsnews.com.au, we'll get you a barblade. Um, an asset for the beer bubble was the headline. Long-time listener, first-time caller, i.e. reviewer, Keep up, keeping up the great industry chat in 2019. Just thought I would add the beer community have many great characters that built its fascinating, creative landscapes. Both Matt and Profit do very well at contributing to this in a most positive way for a couple of hot old codgers.
0: Oh, thank you, young Weberschnapper. <laughs> well, we, we are. I resemble that remark. Yeah, let's not. But okay, so anyway, Tim, I, thank
1: yeah. you for. Matt's nearly 50. Folks. I am. Yeah. 50 this year. Oh, um, and I've got five uh, years on you. You do. Um, and yeah, anyway, I, I think people could guess our age from our. Um, pop culture references our crusty references. demeanor <laughs> yeah. and our, our constant pop culture okay and we, we do have a couple of letters to get through so we'll uh, we'll keep cracking on um, from Grant McHeron uh, and Grant and again all of our listeners please um, please include your postal, postal address, address please. don't yeah um, just assume that we're going to send you the, the bar blade. send it up front
0: it's important for us to look after you guys don't feel like you're a being we can do, graspy
1: and needy by, yeah, by doing that because
0: yeah. um, even if you get a second one give it to a friend yeah absolutely love. pass it on
1: um, just when I'm trying to avoid Facebook as much as possible, you're trying to drag <laughs> me back into the mook. This is whether we should have a uh, Facebook group.
0: Just when I think I'm out, they <laughs> pull me back
1: in. Are you in the pocket of big Zuckerberg? Um, other groups are getting into Slack or Discord. Now we use Slack, Megan and I use Slack. It's a like a chat program um, oh, okay. for teams to, to, to share on. Okay. We can set up a series of chat spaces, typically around various topics, and then configure it so people can't just drop in. In most cases, you have to request access via email or tweet. Um, food for thought, but yeah, Facebook is the easy solution because most people don't give a damn that they're being monitored, manipulated and turned into a product.
0: Would we do that though if we had a Facebook group? No, but Mark so, that's the whole that Oh, Mark, okay, it's so, all about his yeah. algorithm and yeah. Okay. In other
1: news, keep up the good show. It's great to get info while driving, walking or exercising, which leaves me reading time for work-related items. Smiley face. Cheers, Grant. Um, thank yeah, you, Yeah, look, and there has been a little bit of... Um, that's much appreciated. Yeah. So, and look, oh, yeah... I, for, for me the, the swinger was um, how much work it would be to moderate the, the, the chat and I, I guess if our listeners want to set up an unofficial chat room where they can talk um, and it's we don't moderate it and we'll sort of follow it and weigh in where possible um, or if you want to set up, if somebody wants to do that, if you see value in doing it um, amongst yourselves we will certainly keep an eye on what you're saying it's a great way for us to see it but we just don't have
0: time to we don't want to half-ass moderating that yeah
1: i think that's cool. well i'm, I'm, I'm just looking saying. at it as
0: if it's a very linear kind of you know decision. the option of course is that we could just let it degenerate and it would absolute shit fight and just see what happens like don't moderate it yeah just, but i think our, our listeners are pretty um all right they'd be pretty good at sorting out the flogs yeah well i, I, I think the way that
1: we, we give the flogs and the facebook groups a hard time i don't think i don't you know think no one's anymore. going to sit around listening listen to anymore. us um insult them so I think our listener is a pretty discerning. Basically, our listener is the industry. And prosum and people who want to know what the industry um, talk about when they don't think a microphone's on. Um,
0: All right. So uh, Now, another letter. It's really uh, that, got a good, rather hefty mailbag
1: uh, Shane McNamara. And we might have to skim this a little bit, um, a couple of them, because they're quite long, because our listeners are long and thoughtful. Uh, thoughtful, sorry. <laughs> less, thoughtful listen, in long th- form. Long form. I knew what you meant. Um, <laughs> another great, um, although it's mainly men, so, I don't know what, what that's saying. Um,
0: another great... Did you no, just assume their gender?
1: don't. Um, another great roundup this week, just so I'd pop you guys a line on a couple of things you mentioned in the podcast. There is no need to read out this letter unless you find it interesting, and we did. Oh. Um, Pete, you mentioned brewers intentionally adding haze to neepers. There is actually a little science to intentionally adding more haze to neepers. Hop Steiner released a note about it in a recent newsletter, copied for you below. We'll put that in the show notes, um, listeners.
0: All about yeah, geraniol and all mm. sorts of different compounds and how that... And I, I totally get that. So thank you for sharing that with us, Shane.
1: Yeah, one of the reasons for previously never dry hopping being ferment, uh, during fermentation was the scrubbing effect CO two has on hop aroma. This is thought to be overcome by the continual and serial use of exceptionally high amounts of hops during fermentation, um, concentrated e.g. cry hops or otherwise, and the fact that haze, i.e. proteins, can capture some of those flavors. Previous West Coast IPA recipes didn't use the same hopping rates and failed to have present the proteins to encapsulate the hop flavors, and therefore dry hopping during fermentation was by and large pointless, as all of the aroma was simply lost.
0: And probably just on that too, Matt, um, apropos of nothing in particular, but uh, shout out to very good friend of the program, Professor Charlie Bamforth, who... Congratulations. this week. A great little job at um, a little startup over in there in Northern California. Um, Sierra, Sierra, Sierra Nevada. Nevada <laughs>
1: which perhaps isn't surprising, given if there was a brewery that he raved about and he always praised whenever we spoke to him. Yep. It was Sierra Nevada. Yep. So he's in
0: there as a, a kind of like head of... Um, right in Charlie's wheelhouse. It's it's quality and... Um, controls and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yep. So... So good luck to him. Well good, done. Yeah. Um, now, th- there's a bit more. Uh, second, you guys mentioned doing a test to see differences between pasteurised and unpasteurised. Yes. I'm going to be out in Australia judging for the ARBA, and we'd be happy to help you guys out with conducting the test,
0: I help facilitate uh, and conduct the exercise. Uh, so Shane's not in Australia. No, I was talking to Hendo last night um, okay. at the opening of, of Your Mates um, and he... I. I I'm pretty sure I know the name, but I can't, and I'm going to say New Zealand, but I'm not 100% okay. sure.
1: There you go. So but Shane, please let us know where you are and Shane give us your address so we can send you a barblade. Uh, and we'd be happy to help you guys out conducting the test, i.e. help facilitate and conduct the exercise. Uh, I'd expect quite a few judges to be in town, so I'd make good use of some brewers the day before judging 7th May. That's not a bad idea. Mm. See, this is why That's our insane. listeners are uh, awesome. My recommendation would be to host it at Brick Lane, um, use a tetrad, a tetrad test to help identify whether um, they are different or not. This test is a little more statistically valid than a triangle test uh, when using fewer people.
0: Use a blind CAT. Now, he's gonna to have to explain this, some of these There's a lot of technical stuff here, but um, uh, for those proper who tasting conditions, episode, Yep. this is where we, we talked about, you know, can you tell the difference between a pasteurized beer and unpasteurized beer, yep. and would we be able to set up some sort of test where we could put pallet up against pallet, but also mm. to scientifically test and say, this actually has and less, you know, volatile compounds of this. I want a
1: data point because at the moment, you know, we we posted an article about pasteurisation and brewers should consider it because there has been a few issues. It's one of the the, the great no goes for a lot of craft brewers. Yep. You know, it's still the sign yep. of craft beer, and they just say I can taste the difference. Now, my old man can swear that a beer that's been in cans tastes metallic. And I'm calling bullshit on that um, because maybe once he tried it and the beer, for whatever reason, yeah, you know, 30 years ago, yep. and now he's convinced. Um, and if you know a beer's past rise, so I'm really thank you, Shane, for suggesting. And we will, I think, we'll absolutely work towards that. Um, yep, as I'll a, reach
0: out to hmm. to uh, Paul Bowker and Johnny Selton out at um, at Brickline. Already done that. They've already said yes, oh, we can do excellent. it. There we go. Um, it's just sort so of getting great there. if we can. Yep. Get that to happen, and get the right people in the room, and just sort of—and as I say, yeah, like let the results fall where they may—and it's a really a interesting discussion. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we can—you know—it's fresh, yep. off the line, yep, um, not buying... Because the discussion around that that article of, on pasteurisation was really great, because there were sort of well, you know, there's there's a few different camps, and all of them have very valid reasons for believing their you know position to be yep. Uh, you know, but that's
1: the thing—I've never seen any. The Study, yeah. So, so yeah. It, it'll give us a data point too. Um, third, Fuller's have now sold to Asahi, so it'll be interesting if Fuller's continue to follow the activities I highlighted in a previous email. Um, Shane, oh, chat about. She, yes, you did too. Yeah, um, yeah
0: about the. Um there's like a heritage brand, yeah, all, all that. Yeah, and we which had great conversation with uh, Zowie and other, that's um, it.
1: Yep. Yeah, so in the, um, got into the Coopers. Got into the Coopers, looking and at it and comparison. Did we talk it. about that? Did we let them yeah. know? Did we let Shane know that it sparked this and made a really great discussion amongst our marketers and they actually wrote to Coopers offering. Um, so uh,
0: Shane, I'd, it uh, sparked a really yeah, I think he knows.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, from Byron Lots. Hi Joe and the guys. Ah. Love the show. My ah. fish always gets on the wheel and gets me powered up when I listen to your show. <laughs> so Matt, our hamster on the wheel. Uh, much belated, 200th, well-deserved. Um, at risk of being controversial, controversial, uh, Mr. Cook needs to extend his limit. I think there, if there is something to talk about, when then we we're prepared to listen. Um, brackets, but don't let Matt off the leash. Got you, vibe. Thought gotcha. I might bring up a story for you. Hopsters Brew Co-op uh, is being set up in Sydney, first of its kind in Australia and currently hit its 400th member. We are steadily growing and are at the uh, process of securing a taproom. Um, both of our beers featured at 59 and 74 in the new beers. So and look, Hopsters have been really like they are avid listeners of the podcast. We've had beers with them last year when or well, the year before year last four. when we did our swing and we did our meet and greet uh, at, the, um, at the Malt Shovel. Remember we had yes, the, yeah, 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 and we, yep, we met a yep, couple of the the, yep. the, the, the team there? The, and I won't say guys because it was a real mixed bag. Um,
0: know, they were both. <laughs> there was what did you say about my wife? It was, a, it was a, diverse, <laughs> She's a mixed bag. It was a diverse group of... It was. Um, anyway, anyways. don't try not to get in trouble, Matt, because you oh, just dig deeper. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> dig up, just, stupid. The more you try to be inclusive, the more you are.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hopsters is something that we haven't covered extensively. And it, it's not... From lack of support for the for the idea, and not
0: that we don't have an interest in it,
1: but we do. Sorry, in our circle, as it is, we are the focus point for every idea that forms in craft beer, and we get a million ideas, like three hundred and seventy-five. You know, in the last week, there have been three releases. or four different concepts for. I'm starting a um, a mixed carton of beer that we include literature for. Are you okay? Um, we don't give money to them, but we support. Are you okay by putting literature? And so that's there. And you say, well, okay, that's a business that is trying to find a
0: way to market itself. And yep. so
1: we get all sorts of different things. The Hopsters is a really we, we, good it's idea. It's fair to say,
0: too, that we, we do have a little bit of a, um, I guess, a, a protocol where we say, it sounds like a good idea, we'll monitor it. We'll monitor it. And if, if, if it looks
1: like it's becoming... And this is the first, you know, I'm willing to say, if they're willing to say it's the first co-op brewery in, in the country, well, I four, can tell them 400 paid-up members. It's yeah, 400 fair it, effort. It's not the first time somebody's tried to do it. Yeah, because I've had other people contact me about co-op breweries, um, and so we don't just because we get a media release saying, "Hey, we're going to do this. It's a good idea. We've got a lot of passionate people. We'll wait and see." And it, but absolutely, when hopsters get their taproom we will be amongst the first people down there and recording our podcast, Byron. So thank you very much for emailing. We look, and That's apropos, he said, uh, we look forward to hosting a podcast in Sydney one day or at least a pop-up for a beer.
0: And just on that too, because I do have a personal relationship with Byron, uh, met Byron at the Indies Beer Awards. Yep. Should, so he volunteered uh, a lot of his time uh, to come and, and help out stewarding and that sort of thing, which is a nice little segue into if you're in going to be in Brisbane, we're still looking for... Anyone who can oh, come yes. and help out for, for Are you stewarding? Are for
1: stewards? Because I had quite okay. a few people interested. I'll uh, put something out on BIM. So if we need stewards. Oh, look, okay. it, it, Brisbane there's interest, yeah, please
0: yep. let us know. Because it, it's coming up. And there's no such thing as too many. Okay. Yeah, okay, absolutely. We, you can always have a half day instead of a full day. I did know that. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll
1: put that out. Um, but anyway, Luke Pomery uh, Again, Luke, please send us your email address. Um, Hi, guys. have been listening and enjoying the show for quite a while now. So I thought it was time to send a quick email. I Meanwhile, well, 17 paragraphs later. <laughs> No, I'm just... I'm don't no. encourage them to write it. Oh, we don't write too much. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not at all, but I'm just conscious that I'm Send reading. me your letters. Don't send letters. No, I, I do, because this is a great one. Um, recently, I was on my honeymoon. Congratulations. Wow. Um, and whilst at a stopover in Antwerp, I found something I thought was quite amusing. There is a train station convenience store in Antwerp, Belgium. Isn't that fantastic going through Europe and you can just grab a beer at the newsagent? And
0: nobody's flashing brown eyes out the train. Nobody's vomiting in the corner. Everyone,
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, anyway, uh, there's a train station being store in Antwerp. Antwerp, Belgium and the beer was none other than Australia's own Pure Blonde except this wasn't the regular Australian Pure Blonde as released by CUB this was branded as Pure Blonde by Jupila, Julepe U- Um Not sure if this is the same stuff made in Melbourne recently for a Belgian audience or if Jupilla uh, are making it themselves Is that how you say it? It could be well, it, Pedro Bevilacqua de, de Luca De Luca Sorry, <laughs> listeners,
0: that'll make that'll <laughs> much more make sense, sense in, in about six weeks. weeks. <laughs> yes. um, it, well, th- yeah, so
1: if it's. if it's, uh, Anyway, wait, wait, let's not go down that rabbit yeah, hole. Because it, so it could be play. Belgian,
0: it could be French, or it Are could be Are making themselves that other uh, using
1: combined CUB, AB, and BEV properties. The most amusing part of the story, though, is that this stock was actually located in the bargain bin. <laughs> A very small sample size, I know, but perhaps Belgians don't buy into the low carb hype. So, yes, we did look into that. We, we did look into it for you, Lee. And uh, on Rate Beer actually has it. There is. Um, Rate Beer. It is. Uh, Rate Beer.
0: A well, reputable source?
1: It's owned by uh, A-B, AB InBev. Inbev. Upala Blonde, Pure Blonde, style, Pilsner.
0: <laughs> okay. Pilsner, generally, I would have thought, In what would world? mean there are the addition of hops. <laughs> so of, of a Pilsner variety, perhaps SARS or SOTS or Summer B. It has it. has a rating of two point one six out of five,
1: two star two stars. We've got more stars than that on.
0: <laughs> but it is it's the it's the Australian Pure Blonde um, label. It is it is Australian the current. The current it, it's one. obviously under license
1: because it's all part of the family. The AB ABV family. Three point one percent ABV dash ABU. <laughs> so it doesn't ABU. IBU, sorry, IBU. Oh, IBU. IBU, so right. dash IBU. ABU would be absence of... Yeah, absence <laughs> of business units, apparently. <laughs> then someone called Bubble Love 33 reviewed it on November 2nd, 2, 2018. I've asked for a beer on draft at a bar. They gave me this without telling me it was a new one. First, the smell was funny, like an old barrel already opened for a month. Then the taste, awful bitter and sour... Bitter? Uh, even Upola 0.0 tastes better. I brung the beer back to the bar and asked for a regular one. Watery?
0: Are, are the Belgians ready for? Is there low carb? Because presumably there's that's... a whole lot of
1: reviews in Flemish that I didn't have time to put through, but it's got words like niet, <laughs> watery, which I'm presuming is watery, um, metallic, which I'm presuming is metallic, um, jammer. So I don't know what jammer means, jammer. but if it's onomatopoeic, jammer, think yeah, it's right. jammer. So jammer anyway, would be a so yes,
0: so. Um, so fair to say, it's not it well received well by the Belgians, so, uh, by Belgium, so
1: uh, you know, thank you. But when I first sort of thought, no, surely they're not exporting Pure Blonde, but they're obviously well, trying Well, it to, could be being made at, it, at it a facility owned by AB But it's just in interesting
0: Inver. that they're, okay, let's, let's give low carb a try and this is the flagship or...
1: In the same way that they're trying 0.0 beers over here that have a presence in different parts of the world.
0: And are quite popular in in many parts of the
1: world. Have you
0: noticed how many... We We we, could go on. That's a whole other... um, On another note,
1: I've come back from work in South East Queensland and while there I tried some excellent Green Beacon three-bolt pale ale. However, I was a little disappointed to see that the ones I bought had been canned around nine months earlier so probably weren't as fresh as they had been. This was disappointing by the fact that they were only brewed an hour or so away from Dan Murphy's in which I bought them. Nevertheless, it was a great beer and I hope the ageing cans didn't negatively affect the product. Thanks for making the show and never forget the importance of the cook limit.
0: Um, we're going to have to start charging Jamie Cook. Well, no, he's going to start charging
1: us, like <laughs> licensing his name. Um, P.S. Apropos Pete's comments regarding male-female signs on toilet doors, I was recently confronted ah. by a tricky one while visiting Het Enker in Mecklen after several very high alcohol tasters as on their doors they only had astrological signs for male and female. I think I used the right one. Now, I'm trying to work out, is the astrological signs a circle with the cross
0: below, and then and the, the, the circle Portiero with the pointe no, Well, I thought they were like biology or like uh you know well, like, like periodic table like, yeah. you know um, but that, i always yeah. have to sort of think which one's which cuz i only thought like astrological signs was like for virgo or libra yep. or, you know like the, the or the constellation sort of things so i didn't realize that there was a an astrological sign for male and female so if you've got and are there 73 if you can others? see us
1: through what the astrological signs are look assuming it's not that gender the classic gender. yeah sign. which
0: i think is like either biological or science yeah um you know, don't know. Anyway.
1: um but yeah so green beacon Icon. three bolt pale ale is a cracking beer but uh yeah look i'm a little bit surprised the beer has been hanging around within an hour well don't um,
0: forget too it's not like johan brews it puts it in his van and drives it straight to. Dan, so it it will go to their distribution well, center. But it well, does doesn't
1: always. Like that that's the thing, like MODIS um selling to BWS, which is to think, gee, you know, would you want to do that? They order store by store basis. Oh, okay. um, and All so right. and I was speaking to Scotty from Wolf for the Willows this week. Um, and I'd, hopefully I'm not breaking any embargoes on this. Um,
0: s- We'll just check. He may not be listening to this bit, listeners. No, he, well, he does listen. Um, but no, no, but they might not be able to listen to this yeah. bit if we have to cut it out afterwards when we find out. I'll, I'll text him afterwards. Yeah. So if you don't hear this, <laughs> yeah, well, they'll never But, why. Are,
1: um, but the, yeah, so they're going into first choice nationally or in a couple of the, um, things. But because they're very fastidious, um, they're delivering, on a, again, store-by-store store b- store ordering. Okay. They didn't want to go to a distribution center. And... Um, that could that, that could be groundbreaking. That could be a really well. There, there are quite a few and I know way that, it used to be. Well, I'm actually surprised more than anything that Coles are doing because BWS have really been, um, you know, Endeavour Drinks Group. You know, we speak, it have spent a lot to Dermot and mortar, We know that they're really trying to sort of push the quality message, um, and they're leading the charge in terms of trying to
0: educate brewers about mm. quality, and um, also genuinely trying to expand their range. Yep, to include. More and more yeah. independent or small brewers.
1: And so, yeah, so and so I know that Wolf of the Willows, a number of breweries are starting to distribute directly to shops might, as opposed to going through the distribution center, which make is an, an interesting awesome discussion, trend. But th- that actually prompted me about another um, chat that I had ages ago about um, the, the, the big sh- sh- um, retailers. You know, when you're s- selling Mars bars, if you're Cadbury, you send it into their distribution center and they've got refrigerated... Yep. Um, yep. Store for their chocolates because, not because chocolate needs to be better stored than beer. Beer should be stored the same way, but the point is, is that if you go into Coles um, and buy a Mars bar that has been in a storeroom when they've had a 40 degree heat wave and you've got that damaged looking, where it goes white. It goes white. Still, and it also melts. Yep. But it's heat affected. Yep. You take it back. You don't buy it. Beer gets away because you can't visually tell, and most beer drinkers aren't um, discerning, discerning enough to know when a beer is been heat enough, affected. Yeah. That you know, I, I sort of wondered that if if, if beer visibly changed um, when it hadn't been stored well, That's you like... couldn't get
0: away with the the way that we treat beer. What so about the was it De maybe who had that the uh, the wanker wine label that turned a different colour when it was chilled the right well, temperature but, but a lot of brewers Maybe do that like you,
1: you've got those ones that sort of tell you now our beer is at the right temperature you know like our yeah. beer is at the right temperature to drink which is when it gets down when, to the, when the snow on the mountain in the picture on the label but i would love to see white. like again like i hate government regulation of anything but i would love to see the university the, the industry voluntarily adopt unit it would have to be every one in all in labels that degraded if the beer was stored warm and degraded over time. For a certain, yeah. So visually, you could sort of see this manky old label if the retailer... Well, visually, you'd it.
0: never see a manky old label, would you? Because it'd be all sent back to the brewery, That's or, the thing. Well, um, well,
1: or the, the, the um, retailers would stop change, selling... they change their... They, they change their way of doing it. Or they would be forced chain. to do it. Yeah. Um, but of course, no one's going to do that because it's in brewer's interest to sell more beer. Um, and sometimes they dance with the devil, um, such as...
0: Matt, have you been into? Speaking of,
1: <laughs> speaking, of Coles, did, speaking did of you pop into Liquorland or was it uh, my, my local vintage? I, I, whenever I'm in a big shop now, look at you all call it up flogging, and doing call, your own call shopping. It, call it flogging, calling it a, flogging a dead horse. But you know, one, one of the things we talked about last week is the insidious creep that takes place in the industry. And um, is that one
0: of your terms, like bin No, no,
1: that, that's a Greg Cook term. Actually, Greg Cook, um, one of the founders of Stone Brewing, um, he loves to. Call people out for insidious creep, you know, that
0: where you gradually compromise your values. Uh, just a warning to listeners: if you're sick to fuck of <laughs> listening to Matt Flog, Greg Cook, just switch off now, or just, well, well, just fast forward through. To thanks very much for joining us, and <laughs> thanks for your support. <laughs> no, I'll no, see no, you no. All next week. And well, we're but, out. But, but,
1: it, uh, whenever I go, because you know, eight years ago Greg fired me up. Uh, you know, storm the ba- You know, storm the bastions yes. about fresh beer, and we don't send our beer to Australia. Suddenly, their beers in Australia, and going, what? Oh, no, no, we, we, we've, we've cracked it. We know how to get beer fresh into shops and get the pull through so it's fresh. So just out of interest, you know, like, like last year, had a bit of a chat with him, and he said, oh, no, that's, that's not acceptable. I'll look into it. Sent him a couple of emails afterwards. Didn't hear back. He was over here in January. <laughs> didn't hear from him. Um, and just wondering. And so I was in my local um, bottle shop.
0: Did you expect he was going to turn up at your house? You know, with oh, six God, pack? No,
1: no, 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 no. Well, no, nothing like that. But I thought, well, while he was out here, he might... You know, not just you go take to the opportunity, yeah. Take the opportunity to yep. check out to so take you up them. on your and or, or just even chelange. do it himself and go check out, you know, the, the big box retailers and see how his beer's traveling. Nothing. So I sent him, so I was in my local uh, bottle shop. The freshest stone was um, on, on a warm shelf, um, five months old. Um, and incidentally, that beer was at the front of the shelf when you dig back. There were beer that was ten months old at the back of the shelf, and so you know. So it hasn't been rotated. So it hasn't either. been rotated, but then profiled you. I showed you a photo, and you couldn't believe, like you actually couldn't believe the date of the beer. I thought you you'd, you'd done a you know. It was dark. Uh, We've got to
0: get back to 2017. <laughs> November
1: 17, the beer had been canned, canned on date, so it was still on the shelves,
0: 13 months after it had been canned, um, and so uh, November 2017 yep. was the canned yep. date, and it was still available and it was still available. On was it a barrel aged beer? Was it a, no, no, it wasn't, wasn't can aged, so it wasn't one. It was
1: a juicy swell of uh, hops. I'm pretty sure there was a swell or something in there. Was but it wasn't. It was ripper. Stone can bang on all they want um, about fresh beer, they've got a freshness guarantee, that you know they've got to report your, your fresh beer. I sent Greg Cook the photos and so said, oh look mate, we talked about this last year, followed you, up, haven't heard, but it, you know, Here's, here's the photographic evidence photographic but evidence it's, that you can it's falling down yeah.
0: in some quarters
1: no response um, and you know like had you already posted the photo? no oh no 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 I, that's the thing like I'm not here to embarrass you so you anybody. went straight to yeah oh, I went straight, you went to, straight to the source cool. so, so, mate, here's the photos we've talked about this you said you were going to look into it haven't heard from it here's the photos silence um, and that was when you sort of think well look okay if you're not going to take it seriously I'll put it on um, Twitter and, and share it And but you know b- on one hand you sort of think well they make such a thing about our beer is less than 30 days uh, 90 days old you know freshness you know you don't want to be drinking fresh well i'm not going to send my beer to australia because you think that would be uh, and the and first and to be fair in, people... in greg's
0: defense back then it was a round trip you know via the cape no was no they could send it it was straight. like six weeks No, the the, the 21 days Yeah, still is dock to dock
1: yeah, oh, it's is, not 20.
0: is reasonably new well yeah but, it's sitting, but... i thought the shipping you know, logistics channels were were oh, you know four so. to six weeks.
1: But well, okay, up until even the time it, on the, the last ship couple of years was one was one aspect that he talked about. But then he also talked about my beer is going to be so expensive that when you've got IPAs, um, and th- we were talking about thirty-two dollars a four pack and thirty-two dollars a six pack um, for Ripper, twelve-month-old um, Ripper, thirteen-month-old Ripper, by the way. But even if it was fresh, thirty-two dollars for a six pack of you know like a, an American Pale Ale. He highlighted that as a problem then, that it's not going to move off the shelves. Um, and we've seen the local industry making comparatively good beers now. So anyway, yeah, so the, the thing was, with the amount of time that they bang on about freshness, you'd think that if there was a label that told you that decayed as the the beer was mishandled, they would have a vested interest. But when you look at, that, they're willing to put up, they, they, and they, you can only assume that they're willing to put up um, with it. They know there's a problem, done nothing about it. Um, they're not going to put on um, any sign. But if beer looked like Mars bars, we would have
0: better quality beer in the shops. There's a End challenge. <laughs> Brewers out there, brew, brew a Mars bar beer. <laughs> 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 Lucky our listeners love a good cook limit, Prof. We've only just snuck, up, snuck over. Uh, but look, Well, uh, we don't get to be together very no, often. No, exactly. No, no, no. It's a, it's a bit of a treat. And as I say, some of our listeners are challenging our cook limitedness. Uh, and you know they want more we've heard you and we've listened <laughs> and we're changing it thank you very much to all our supporters and our sponsors somebody we bumped into yesterday has actually reached out to Rallings um, as a result yeah. so well yeah, thanks Rallings yeah, yeah. Rallings
1: label stickers now I don't have because we're on the road don't have the numbers but it'll be in the show notes yep 1300
0: um, and the same numbers as we always as we always say um, um, but for notes. your
1: not just your, your sleeves but also your labels and one of the brewers that we, um, we could, should we name check them I think Glass House, Glass House, House Mountains Brewery. Simon, um, yeah, said that they were getting some canning done, and they just happened to say rallying. So, so, did you hear about it on Brews News? He goes, "Yeah, but that was we heard about them on Brews News." So,
0: thanks again, also I to, read. Uh, to the guys at, at Beer Cartel, who are great letter supporters of the week of the program, and look after our letter of the week. And uh, so, this week, a six pack of fine independent Australian beer will be winging its way out to one of our listeners. You tell us. I think Luke, as a, um, a, a Wedding Prism. yep, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And for giving us
0: giggles about reading Flemish insults for low-carb <laughs> beer. That's it. Because <laughs> we would never have discovered, you know, no. the, the Flemish for, you know, this is skunky and horrid and, <laughs> and diacetyl, not a thing. We, we, we no, were talking on.
1: yesterday, we were speaking
0: to Pablo. Or um, Or Pedro. Or Pedro. <laughs> Oh, cultural. <laughs> I did it. Oh, now an all <laughs> And I won't say our Spanish speakers, because of course Pedro is from Bra- Por- Brazil, Portugal, so Portuguese. So,
1: um, but um, but Pedro. also
0: speaks fluent German and has an Italian father. And has an Italian father. but
1: and so lives in the sunny Anyway, coast. so he's the brewer that we spoke to at Boiling Pot that you'll hear from in, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but Pedro Bevilacqua de Luca, um, lovely, uh, you know, sort of Brazilian accent. And we were talking to him, and, you know, if, if you heard Peter or I say, oh, we love beer, like we would just sort of sound like Norm, like or, yeah, you know, it sounds like Homer Simpson go, mm, beer. beer. But you hear him say, you know, beer is my religion. And you say it with an accent, and oh, I'll tell you what.
0: Little God fingers came yeah. out of the clouds <laughs> exactly. party. it was beautiful. So we, was we need
1: more um, accents uh, spruking beer because it just sort of makes, look, and maybe that's French. Yeah, you know, we would love, um, wine. The wine industry has had all these uh, yeah.
0: accents we need. Terroir that. sounds so much better than dirt. Parchment is so much better than style cardboard, as Charlie Benford likes to say. Anyway. um. Exactly. Um, And so, thanks again to all of our supporters and our sponsors, and particularly to Crymalt, who has been on board since day one. And don't look like stuff anytime soon. Exactly. Because we've had plenty of opportunities to piss them off.
1: <laughs> or just don't give them the love that they deserve, yeah. you, that, that they pay for. And they keep coming back. But they, yeah, anyway. But the one thing I was like going to say about Rallying is we do have a lot of industry listeners. And podcasts are something that we started doing this eight years ago when everyone goes, What's a podcast? True crime, everyone listens to True Crime podcasts. People starting to branch out. Our audience is growing. But if you are in the industry and you listen to our podcast and you want to reach the brewing industry, Apparently, they listen to us. They do. Throw us a few bucks. Get, get Pete on a plane somewhere else and you can get more of this quality.
0: There's Matt shaking a tin. Was <laughs> <Is laughs> it that he's, obvious? He's giving the horse a bit of a break <laughs> to shake the tin. Um, thank you very much to Joe, who, uh, as always, makes us sound good and chops us up to make us um, neat and tidy and, and fit somewhere within some sort of cook limit. Thank you very much uh, to all of you. I'm Pete Mitchum, your host, and he has been Matt Kierkegaard. It's been our pleasure again for episode 207. Seven. So we'll see you all again next time for 208. Und wer out?